Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk, and I'm here with Silver Rob. What's up? <laughs> Thank you so much. This is a really requested interview, so. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, were you born in Edom or you went to high school there or? Um, yeah, I was born in Boston. Oh, okay. And then uh, I went to high school in Needham and I went to two high schools, but one for just a little bit, so I don't really count it. Yeah. But yeah, I went to high. I grew up in Needham. Where in Where in Boston were you born? Um, I think just. You mean just like a hospital there, like, right? You were like literally there? a city, yeah, like a hospital in the oh, city. Oh, okay. But my parents were living in South Boston, I think. But then they moved okay. to I Needham. know because I went to school there. I went to Northeastern. So like oh, I know okay, it cool. kind of well, yeah. Yeah, my dad went to Northeast. Oh, what? That's oh, crazy. So did Zell, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> okay, I'll ask you later. Oh my god, that's so funny. How do you describe yourself like back then in high school? I liked dubstep a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't really go out that much. I liked, I mean, I had a, I had a good amount of friends, but I kind of just was known as like the music dude and I like threw a show called Dubstock yeah that was like Woodstock but dubstep <laughs> uh, at like the town village club yeah and um, that, I mean that was like I kind I used to be known in middle school as like the Call of Duty video game nerd oh really you were really into gaming <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then I became uh, more into like music basically. Oh, what kind of music were your parents playing in the house when you were growing up? Uh, my parents weren't playing like anything crazy uh, as far as like, I don't know, they just played a lot of like pop music from when they were growing up and uh, I wish I knew more specifically. Like yeah. my dad loves like Tom Petty and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, a lot of like rock and roll from the 70s and 80s. But I was never too into that. I kind of got into like, I was always just really into pop music when I was little. And then I got into like rap in middle school. Do you remember the first CD you bought? Mm, I want to say, Eminem, like, I forget which Eminem album it was. Mm -hmm. It was the one that Lose Yourself was on, I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, yeah. But I forget which one that was. Did your friend show you rap, or did you find it yourself? Like, initially? Hmm, I'm trying to figure out where I first, like, the very first time. Mm -hmm. And I had one friend who showed me, like, I remember consistently showed me a lot of rap because he had an older brother who was into it but i don't actually remember like the first time yeah or what the first song was mm -hmm. but when you were younger you started playing was it viola or something mm -hmm. yeah i played i started playing viola in third grade and um i had a, a middle school music teacher who was like really into 
I don't even think he knew it was like, he didn't think of it, I mean, I guess he just called it electronic music, but there was no like electronic music really out at the time. It was kind of before Skrillex like did his thing and all that, so, but he got me to get like a sampler uh, SP404 by Roland. Yeah. And so then I started using like GarageBand and uh, I was just making like stupid stuff on my like home computer in my kitchen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, finally I got a laptop and got Logic and stuff. Yeah. In third grade, the, the like high schoolers I think came into my elementary school and gave us like, they like played all the instruments that we could ch like choose to play uh, in school for us as like an example. Yeah. And for some reason I just, I like, the, I don't know if the viola player was just happened to be better than all the other players, but I, I liked viola the best so I just chose <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you took like a bunch of classes like outside of school. Yeah, I took private. I took like private lessons in like viola through high school. Did you join an orchestra or something? Thank you. Um, I played. I played. Uh, I played in a b bunch of orchestras the whole time, but the I played in one that was like the Boston Youth Philharmonic. Oh, that's pretty big. Yeah, it, it was really fun, but I was like. It was kind of at the point in my music journey where I like kind of stopped caring about viola and kind of started caring a lot more about uh, production. So basically, I did the BYPO thing with, um, we had a really good conductor named Ben Zander or whatever, and he, he, I don't know, he conducted some other big orchestras. But it was kind of above my level, and I think they just like needed violists because no one plays viola. <laughs> but, oh my god! <laughs> so I actually got into a lot of the key is to play an instrument that no one plays, because you can get like everyone needs you, so you can get yeah. a lot further. <laughs> but I mean, I lucked out. I didn't like try to do that. Yeah. But that definitely helped me as far as like the whole orchestra thing. Then I just kind of got into production and stopped caring about it, and it was like it would take up too much time for me to have kept doing viola to like its full extent. Uh, and I wanted to put more time into production yeah, around basically. what age was this? Uh, this was like 18. Yeah, 18 also end of high school. Yeah, so like yeah. Two, two, three years ago. Yeah. Are your parents creative people? Um, yeah, I'd say, I'd say so. Uh, they they own a clothing company together, and my mom like does the designs and stuff. Oh, what's it called? It's called uh, Habitat Clothes to Live In. Did they do that the whole time, or um, or was it just like a recent endeavor? They started the company, I, th I think, actually the year before I was born, or like when they oh wow, like, right it's when my mom was pregnant. Oh, wow, yeah. that's crazy. And now they're they like have been growing it up until now. Do you help them with it too? It's uh, like a family business, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've gone and like li me and my friends went and like lift lift boxes over the summer and stuff. What is, oh, what does this stuff look like? Uh, it's like older women's clothing. Oh, so okay. It's not really anything like we would wear. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, do you rub it? Probably not. <laughs> I mean, I would I would love to. Maybe I can try some some new styles out, but we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Back during um, high school, what were your favorite subjects? Uh, in high school, like non-musically, I assume. Yeah. Um, I liked 
uh, physics and geometry a lot. Those, oh, really? Yeah, those were definitely... I was really good at physics and geometry and really bad at, uh, like, algebra. I mean, I wasn't terrible at algebra, yeah. but, I, like, physics and geometry wasn't, like, hard for me, and I liked it. What do you like about them? Uh, I think... I don't know, they just make a lot more sense to me as opposed to... I like the visual elements of it, I think, mm -hmm. mainly, because geometry is, like, the most visual form yeah. of, like, math. And it just, bring it like, it's easier to bring together in my brain. Mm -hmm. Where are you good at school? Did you like it? Uh, I mean, I didn't... Not a... I, the main reason I didn't like school is because of, the, like, so much time out of school you have to put into it. Oh, like studying or...? Yeah, but I, I always enjoyed, like... Like, I mean, I like, like, learning new stuff if it's actually interesting, and, like, even if it's in a classroom, but it's just so much time that you have to put in, then I have no time to do, like, what I like more than that, mm -hmm. which is, like, making music and yeah. just other stuff. At what age did you realize that you wanted to do music full-time? Um, I knew I wanted, my mom first mentioned Berkeley to me. My parents are very supportive of, like, music and stuff. And since I was playing viola and really into music and I kind of wasn't that good. Oh yeah, to end the last question, I wasn't that good. I wasn't very good in school. I, got, I mean, I got all right grades. I just didn't really put the effort in mm -hmm. that was necessary. By early high school, I like knew I wanted to make music a career, but, and I was like trying to make dubstep and like do the whole DJ thing. Um, You're under a different like alias, right? <laughs> was yeah. it just like drunk Rob or something? Or that was well, I, I changed that alien, that like old name um, to Drunk Rob after I made Sober Rob. Oh, okay. I mean, I went, I went by uh, Down Phase, and I made like like really like bad dubstep basically, and then I took all that stuff down and um, made Sober Rob because basically like right before I went to Berkeley, I <laughs> I got arrested. And then, you did like crazy stuff, right? I read that in an interview. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like... Well, you read this in an interview? Damn, I didn't even know I talked about that. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember um, what it was, like drugs or alcohol or something like that. It was drug-related. <laughs> yeah. But basically, I was on probation for six months. And that's like when I thought of the, or one of my friends called me Sober Rob as a joke because he like, because I, I mean, I like smoking weed, so he wasn't used to seeing me sober. And then I remember my mom, like my mom had always wanted me, like she had given me name suggestions like, like Clean Rob. Cause oh my God. She just like, I don't know, she, she wanted me to do it in like an unironic, like very serious way. Yeah. And it's not even that like Sober Rob is supposed to be. <clears throat> ironic or anything it just I, I feel I just felt like that name like fit for me and I was looking for a new name and it was like funny so I don't know it just worked out and then yeah. it was also meaningful to me because I do feel like the reason I got like sober Rob going is because I was like sober for those six months and yeah. actually like working really hard and focused <laughs> Actually, for, um, like, when you got arrested, what was your parents' reaction to it? Um, I remember my dad literally, when I was, like, walking out the door to go, it was at a Skrillex concert, actually, in Boston, 
And uh, like w earlier that day, he literally said to me like, don't do blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Which, and that was exactly what I got arrested for. Oh my gosh. Like he, <laughs> He's like, God damn it. And <laughs> basically I like ended up, have, I called him from like the jail cell and I was just like, I fucked up. <laughs> and I mean, honestly, like my, I have really good parents. So they were, they handled it like the right way. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I mean, we got through it. So I think it, it like, I don't know, it turned out for the better, but as far as their reaction, they were definitely, like, really pissed uh, at first, mm -hmm. but they kind of, there's almost, there's only, like, so mad your parents can get, kind of. There's, like, and then there's, like, a reset where they just... Face it, I guess. <laughs> they can't even get any more mad, so they're just kind of, <laughs> like, fuck. Yeah. And they just, I don't know, they just deal with what they... The yeah. best they can do. <laughs> so, wait, so why did you want to start the drunk rob thing? The drunk rob? Yeah. Like, the drunk rob thing is just a joke for, as like a side account. For, oh, okay. For so like random stuff that I don't want to post on Sober Rob. Oh, okay. It's not really meant to be like a serious thing though. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, maybe one day we'll see. These <laughs> <laughs> drunk robs, like live performance <laughs> and what was your decision to go to Berkeley compared to like other schools uh, I wanted to go to Berkeley mainly because I just knew I mean my mom had mentioned it from early on and it was in Boston which is where I grew up so it was close to me you didn't want to go like away um it's not that I like didn't want to go away I just there was a, there was other music programs but I feel like now, if I were to reapply to all these music programs and rethink it, it would be different, but, and they're getting, like, better and they're more aware of, like, what's, yeah, what's cool now, kind of, and, and what people are doing now, but my problem with a lot of them was that they're just kind of behind, and a lot of the teachers were doing, like, behind-the-scenes work, like, 10, 15 years ago, and they just don't have any clue what's going on right now, and, like, I'm... I mean, that's fine, it's just, and the reason I ended up picking Berkeley is because that at the time was just what I saw as the best option for moving forward yeah. in like my music path or whatever. So did he- Whether that be like yeah. meeting people or getting a job through that, but I just realized it would be more, it would make more of a difference if I moved out here and just kept DJing and meeting people and making music. Yeah. So did they accept you based on your viola or? Yeah. Like I, you performed it for them and that was like what they looked to like critique you to mm -hmm. accept you? Oh wow. Yeah, the audition was impressive. just viola. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I mean, they listened. I sent in um, a mix of like dubstep and, other <laughs> and like other stuff I made. Yeah. I actually had, I remember I had on Drunk Rob, or I think it was just up on my old SoundCloud, like, a, like my Berkeley audition mix. And it was like just a bunch of uh, stuff I'd made. And then I went into the electronic production and design program, but then I left like right away. So I didn't really do yeah. anything. Yeah. And you liked the jazz element of it, right? When you were going to Berkeley? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was like classically trained. Like all my private teachers were um, like classical teachers. So mm -hmm. I always. Uh, 
I learned like concertos and stuff like that and like Bach and Mozart and then when I went to Berkeley they were all about like jazz and stuff and right when I went to Berkeley I also started listening to like uh, or, like right before I went to Berkeley I found like Mr. Carmack and stuff so it was like a very inspiring time yeah or it was a time like when I the music I wanted to make and was listening to like changed a lot and I wasn't like just listening to dubstep anymore. <laughs> yeah. Looking back, do you think that it made a difference that you went to Berkeley? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What about it? I just I met a lot of there's a lot of people at Berkeley who are just incredibly talented, like whether it be musically or just creatively in general. And being in like a place with all those people just makes you think in like a different way kind of and LA is mm. similar but the only difference is that in LA people are more thinking about like money and the industry and at Berkeley people are just kind of like there to make music and chill yeah and I mean that's cool but I kind of wanted a, a switch up and I like the west coast a lot so yeah it was a, <laughs> definitely a good move where was your career at by that point I had actually decided to leave Berkeley, like right, and then right after, a couple months after, I got uh, booked for Brownies and Lemonade. Oh and wow! And so that was like the first time I came out here. Yeah. And I probably had like twelve thousand followers on SoundCloud or mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah. And I like, I just knew I like loved doing, even if I like stayed up for days on end and then put out a song. If I could do that for like my career or my life, that and I knew I'm down to like put in the hard work it would take. I'd rather do that than try to get a job yeah. like within the music industry. Were you already like playing shows in Boston and like building up your name, or was it more of like an internet thing that you were like getting momentum? Um, yeah, I was playing shows in Boston. Boston's weird for shows. I was doing a lot of, sadly, like, the only way I could get shows back then when I was starting was pay-to-play, which is basically I would have to pay for, like, 40 tickets to the show. And then I would, I remember I opened for, like, Graves and Lewis the Child. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, a bunch of other people. Um, just, through, the, through, through Yeah, through, through selling that. tickets. Yeah. And like there was, there was literally no other way to do it in Boston. And then eventually we started getting some better shows. And then I met Zale, my yeah. manager, at this like boat show. Oh. That um, these, what's the name of the company? Uh, IRL people from New York, um, put on like a boat show in Boston that was really good, and it was sold out. Were your parents like super supportive of you moving out to LA, or were they kind of confused initially? Um. They were definitely a little bit confused just because, I don't know, I, we, like Berkeley was the plan as of then, Yeah. So, but once I like really laid it down for them and like gave them a plan yeah. and explained it, they were, uh, they were on board and like really supportive. And Berkeley's really expensive too, so that oh, I kind true. of, I pitched the whole thing like, oh. <laughs> you're not going you to, yeah, you don't have to pay for Berkeley, all this stuff. Yeah. And I'll just uh, move out here. Well, so, so it's part of your plan that uh, you presented to them. <laughs> I just pretty much, like, 
showed them that I could, or I laid it out that I could make like as good of a living uh, through like freelance or doing, making a name for myself mm -hmm. as Sober Rob and then doing stuff through that rather than getting a job somewhere through yeah. like Berkeley or something. What kind of freelance stuff were you doing initially, like other than shows? Um, I mean, like getting, uh, like right now I'd say mo like the ways of making money is doing like back-end songwriting or production mm -hmm. and then getting your music uh, in Spotify playlists and then through that getting like, not necessarily through that, but also getting syncs on like oh. random shit. They usually like pay well. Yeah, so you figured that out like already when you were in Berkeley early on? Um, I mean, when I was at Berkeley early on, it was mainly just shows, and I wasn't even really making much money. Mm -hmm. I mean, now I'm, like, kind of making money, but it's, like, it's definitely a slow process of, like, building up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and how did the, um, collective Pizza Cult came about? Oh, Pizza Cult, that was, like, um, early on in, like, the, or, like, my production not even early in my production career, but when I started Sober Rob and actually started talking to other producers online, um, I'm, we all kind of met through these Skype chats of like, there was like a hundred producer Skype chats. Like, <laughs> Sounds crazy. Just like sound, tons of SoundCloud producers. Yeah. And um, we kind of met through that eventually. Um, and then I think me, I forget who else it was. It might've been like Goldwater and Ollie. And I know like, it was kind of a collective thing. We just decided we wanted to make like a some sort of just thing where we could release music. And then we all released one track and kind of decided, and we just never really did anything else. Mm -hmm. It's definitely not like over by any means, but we wanted it to just be kind of a for fun thing. Yeah. And it definitely has like a, we wanted it to have a certain vibe of like, I don't even really know how to describe it, but I feel like all the music we released on there has a, a certain vibe to it. Mm-hmm, yeah. When you first moved out to LA, did you already know people here, like, because of the internet and SoundCloud? Um, I knew, like, a small amount of people. Mm -hmm. I knew Deffy, or I had reached out to, like, Deffy, uh, Mike, right before I moved here, and I knew, um... I also reached out to Rage Logic, who's one of my, they're both uh, my good friends now. And I met them when I moved here. But when I first moved here, I stayed with a friend who I had met like probably three times while I was at Berkeley. And he was like super nice uh, and let me stay at his place when I moved out here. Oh, nice. Um, uh, his name is Stell. And basically, like, I moved out here, he let me stay with him for a month or two, which was awesome, and then I found a place finally with um, with Luca Lush and Deffy. So oh. then we lived together for like a year. Yeah. And now um, I'm living with uh, Oshi and uh, the crew and Rage Logic. How did you meet the rest of the crew and Oshi? Uh, we met... Fam came from Poland, and then we had a, a manager in common, so I have another manager uh, who manages Fam as well, and so he was like crashing at our place, and we worked on a bunch of music, <clears throat> and at the time it was me, 
uh, Luca Lush and Deffy, we had a place, and then kind of everyone, it kind of became like the hub for all of us meeting and like yeah. becoming friends. Whose idea was it to get the tattoo? <laughs> um, <laughs> I think Josh brought up the idea. We had like been up all night working on music and we were just like, overtired and like wanted to do something stupid <laughs> so we all like went he brought up the idea and then we were like fuck yeah like let's do it um and then we just went to the place and did it and then for some reason we were just on a on a roll that day and we, <laughs> we like had just gotten um 21 savage merch from the like warehouse because uh my other roommate works on like stuff with them so we had like these full slaughter gang uh jump like red uh sweatsuits and we went to like this uh dip or major laser release party mm -hmm. and like i'm pretty sure people thought we were strippers because we like oh we all ran in there's like five of us in like sweatsuits and uh it was just a funny sight to see we like went really hard <laughs> and we all had to face that oh my god and people were just like what the fuck <laughs> How do you think your music has changed from the early songs you put out? Um, a lot of the early music I put out, I feel like I was still kind of like figuring out exactly what I want to do. I'm definitely still figuring it out, but I know, I, like, I know a lot more now than I did back then about what I want to make and where I want to go with like Sober Rob. Back then I was kind of just doing like whatever, I would literally just make like a, whatever song I felt like making and then just put it up when it was done. And now I'm making like a lot more music and kind of honing in and like choosing which songs I want to release. Mm -hmm. um, but how that changes like the sound, I'd say it's just like more refined than I've like I'm just choosing more carefully, like, what I want to release and making more music. Yeah. What would you say have been your biggest challenges so far? Um, it's definitely, it can be hard to balance, like, I feel like to have, like, a career in the music industry, you kind of need to you need to like somewhat think about what other people like. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like the only thing that is challenging to me or like annoying sometimes is, ha is when what you're making doesn't like fully align with what people want to hear at the time. Mm. Cause I don't really like adjusting. Like I'm not just going to make what people want to hear just because it's going to get like numbers or get big, get me bigger or whatever because I have a specific like vision for what I want to do. Yeah. So I mean that's like the only annoying part but it's not that hard to, to like get over it. Yeah. <laughs> How do you say you've grown as a person since when you started? Um, I mean I've moving to LA I've definitely learned a lot about people and just a lot about myself as far as social stuff and just how humans act in a lot of different situations but 
I feel like personally I've just gotten a lot I've been through a lot more shitty situations so mm -hmm. I just have learned what not to do a lot more yeah and I've I mean definitely just getting older is a interesting process when it comes to how you like think about life and friends and stuff like that. Yeah. Was, was there a turning point that you started to like think that way? Um, I'd say like when I moved out here, I started thinking a little bit differently since I wasn't like in school anymore and I was really kind of out on my, like I had to do shit for myself. I wasn't, mm -hmm. nothing was going to like really be handed to me. Like, I, or I wasn't going to get, like, a job or anything. Yeah. Or I just had to, like, think about stuff in a more I-have-to-do-it-myself way. Right. Which made me, like, work harder and just try to focus on the things I can do and then how to showcase that rather than trying to do stuff I'm, I can't, I'm not, like, necessarily good at. Mm-hmm. Last question. What do you want to be remembered for? <laughs> That's a hard one. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't really fully know the answer yet, but mm -hmm. as of now, I'd say I would want to be remembered for making people I mean, I just want to make people genuinely, like, feel a certain type of way, whether that be if they're feeling sad, they can listen to, like, an, a very emotional song of mine, mm -hmm. or if they're feeling, like, hype, they can listen to a banger. And, I mean, if, if people could still be listening to, like, the music I'm making now in, like, 50 years or however long, that... I definitely want to be remembered for, like, my actual music, not... I want to be remembered for who I am as a person, but I feel like that should be able to be seen through my music. Yeah. Like, I, I shouldn't that. have to just, like, describe it and lay it out for everyone. Mm-hmm. In, like, a specific way. Yeah. Bye, guys! <laughs>